Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey, welcome everybody to another great episode of You Got This with your hosts Sandy and Donnie. And we got an episode we want to do today called The Truth. And what what do I mean by that? Well, what is the truth? Well, the, the truth is actually something that you come out with facts on. And facts that can't be refuted, can't be denied. So that's what we're talking about today. And honestly, this world has gone way beyond what is truth and what is fact. Yes, I'd like to touch on that. It has really touched my heart how the enemy has truly twisted people's minds. But once you know the truth, as in John 8, 32, it says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who is that truth? The truth is Jesus Christ. He says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when you get truly get to know him and who he is, then the chains fall off. Then your eyes become open, your ears become unstopped, and you finally see, hear, know, and understand. You understand that he is pure love. The enemy is trying to make it out to be that all Christians are spewing hate. We're here to set the record straight. Because the enemy says in 2 Corinthians 4.4, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Now they're saying it's hate. How is what Jesus did hate? Well, that's good. That, that's a pretty interesting question. How is that? Because uh, Jesus didn't nail us to the cross. Uh, Jesus didn't beat the hell out of us walking down the street. So where did they get hate from Jesus? Oh, well, they always consider us hate by saying, Oh, man shouldn't lie with man. Well, it says in the Bible, man doesn't lie with man. I mean, there's like, well, why are we free? Well, we should be able to live the way we want to. Well... You are allowed to live the way you want to, but that doesn't make make it actually a very good thing that you're living the way you want to. I mean, we're we're not sitting here yelling at you saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, society's telling us different, right? <laughs> yes, and then they say, you know, well, why does God send people to hell? Uh, God doesn't send anybody to hell. You make a choice. You send yourself to hell. If you have children and they're doing something wrong and you scold them for it and they get punished, is it your fault? No, it's theirs because they disobeyed. Okay, as with Jesus Christ, he makes himself known to everybody. And you have the option to believe and receive, as it says in John 1.12, to those who believe, to those who receive him. They are given the right to become children of God. Yes, to all those who receive him and believe in his name, they are given the right to become children of God. And John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. That is love. How is there any hate when he died for us, when we're doing something wrong, we're all sinning because no one on this earth is perfect and we shouldn't claim to be 
as Christians, we just know we're not, and we know we need a God to forgive us. So how is being nailed to the cross, crown of thorns stuck in his head with blood running down his face, how is that hateful? To me, that is pure love. And why? So we can spend an eternity with him when we believe. And an eternity where there is no hate. Eternity is forever. That's why there has to be a decision made here on earth. And it says what he went through. It says what he went through on the way to the cross. Yeah, and this is from Isaiah 52 verses 14 through 15. This is love, not hate. 14 uh, says, Just as many were appalled at him, his appearance was disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form was marred beyond any human likeness. 15 continues on and says, So he was sprinkled many nations. Kings will shut their mouths because of him, for they will see what they have not been, have not been told, and they will understand what they have not heard. Well, that is that right there tells you that uh, mankind completely beat the living daylights out of Jesus, and for what reason? They had no other reason, and they just didn't believe what he was saying. And kind of find out, he was one hundred percent true because he was the Son of God, and they didn't believe that he performed many, many, many miracles, and yet they still denied that he was the Son of God. What else could that guy possibly do to convince anybody of anything? Well, the answer is, no matter what he said, no matter what he did, they were not going to believe him. Simple as that. And that goes along with what Christians deal with today. We can tell the left everything human and imaginable, all the proof that there is on this planet, and they're still going to do what they want to do. Because they are so blinded by their own lives, by what, what they want to do, they just don't want to do what they're asked to do in form of Christianity. And no matter what convincing we try to do to them, they're still going to hate us, no matter what. And I'm, I'm tired of you know hearing about all the hate. And there are so many Christians out there who are standing up for their faith. But there are so many that just roll over and play dead and allow that to happen. You know, the Lord says, you know, it, as he said through Paul, do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord and of me, his servant. You know, that was from Paul. And God is telling us that. Don't be ashamed. He also says in his word, if any of you are ashamed of me in my word, then my father will be ashamed of you. I don't want that. And how is what he did dying on the cross, how is that hate? When he heals people, how is that hate? When people are praying to him and they're praying for an answer and they're praying to be set free and their prayers are answered, their sons are being saved, their daughters are getting off of drugs. How is that hate? When it's a direct answer to a prayer, when you're asking for provision and you don't have it, you have more bills and money coming in and you're praying for it and out of nowhere, someone comes up and offers you something or you get a check that you didn't expect in the mail. That's God. How is that hate? Oh, what I was saying earlier, it's not that it's hate. It's people 
don't like being told how to live, even though they're living wrong, even though they're living in sin, even though they're doing this against the Bible. They are going to want to do what the worldly world tells them to do. And God said in the Bible that we should be living in the worldly ways. The world will bring you down. The world will kick your butt. The world will make you stray from everything you know is right. And, that, and we live in a fallen world. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that we live in a fallen world. And no matter what you do, you got to withstand the sins of this world. And, and God said in the Bible that um, everything will become, uh, what will be good will become evil. Well, evil will become good. And that, we're seeing witness to that now. I mean, we're seeing that all over the place. There is sin everywhere. And we're supposed to be above sin. We're not supposed to be tied to sin in any way. And then the Bible says we are born in sin. That's our human nature is to sin. Because we're going to want to do what we want to do. And God is going to tell us different. And are we going to like it? No. We're not going to like it. Because we're always going to do the wrong thing. But we got to withstand it. See, as Christians, the only difference that sets us apart from the other people is that we know we're sinning. And what do we do in the end? We pray for forgiveness. They don't pray for forgiveness because, oh, well, I don't need to pray for forgiveness. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, well, you didn't do that crime over there? That's a sin right there. And you just got to fess up to it, ask God for forgiveness, and take your punishment. It's not a difficult solution. It's just a solution that you need to do, and we never do it. And if your heart is right before God, we're human, and we're going to make mistakes. No, you don't do it on purpose because then you still have a heart issue. If you think that you can do it on purpose, God cannot be mocked. And then you can go to him and ask for forgiveness. But when you mess up, God says that he will lift up all those who are bowed down. That means all you got to do is in humility say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And he says in his word that he will forgive us our sins and remember them no more. He will cast them off as far as the east is from the west. That means that's forever. He forgets them. Once we repent of them, once we ask for forgiveness, he remembers them no more. And how many people, how many human beings can you say that will do that? They may say they forgive you, but it's still in the back of their mind what you did. 10 years ago, what you did 5 years ago or yesterday it's still in the back of their mind even though they say they've forgiven you yes, we live in a fallen world and coming up and telling somebody that they know a way to heaven because the decisions you make here on earth determine where you're going to spend eternity how is that hate? when you share the love of God when you go up to someone and offer your help, when you offer your service to help them by the love of God, when you tell somebody, I know someone who will love you even though you may not feel like you're loved and you're all alone, but I know someone who will love you no matter what in spite of yourself. How is that hate? To me, the killing that's in the world, abortion, abuse, Abuse of every kind, physical, sexual, molestation, uh, that is the worst in my books, molesting a child. How is that not hate? To me, that's hate. Stealing. 
stealing from somebody what their hard-earned money has earned and went out and got, and then someone comes and steals it. How is that not hate? The world has everything backwards. And it's just as Donnie said, in the end times, the people are going to call evil good and good evil, and that's what they're doing right now. And a point of all this is, is the truth. We have got to seek out and tell people the truth about God, and that's about the gist of it. And so many people are straying from the Word, and the Word is everywhere. The Word is from the Bible, which everybody knows and everybody should believe in. And I love how atheists say, oh, we're, I don't believe in God, there is no God. Well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't believe in where Jerusalem is either, because Jerusalem is the birthplace of God, because that's where Bethlehem is at. And if that place don't exist, then how can they say that uh, God doesn't exist? We all know that Jerusalem is there. They celebrate Christmas every single year. They have a big old celebration over there for the birth of Christ. And yet, you're telling me that Jesus don't exist? If that's not lost as day long, I don't know what is. Yes, our world is fallen. Our world is fallen. But we are supposed to be a light. A light. As a city on a hill we are supposed to be a light to a dark world because we are the light we Jesus is shining to a dark and lost world through us and we have to let him do that no we don't all go out and become preachers or Bible study teachers we just share our testimony in what God has done for us that's that's what you do you walk in love you don't repay evil for evil. Because if we can't walk in love, if we're going to be rude, and if we're going to be unkind, and if we're going to be selfish and greedy, how is the world going to want what we want if we're no different from them? We have to be the light of the world. We have to be vessels of His love and His grace and His mercy and His understanding. As He gives it to us, we can pass it on to others. And how do we do that? It's not always easy to love the unlovable, but we do it through the help of the Holy Spirit. That's what he is there for. The word says that he is our comforter. He is our helper. And when you read the world, God's book of instructions, when you read that word, he teaches it to you. You don't have to memorize it. In John 14, 26, he says, I will remind you those things I have taught you. So he'll bring it to your remembrance when you need it. In that it's so awesome to help you, to love you, to encourage you, to motivate you, to remind you when a trial is getting a bit long. Then the Holy Spirit will remind you, this promise is still good. I'm going to answer your prayers. I just know the end from the beginning, so I know how to get you to it. You want to pop your prayers in a microwave and say two minutes, please. But he's saying, my daughter and my son, there's things involved that you don't understand to answer that prayer. So it's going to take a little bit longer than what you think. But he still answers them. That's love. He is the one who will never leave you or forsake you. He is the one that will provide comfort for you when you need it. He is the one who's going to heal you when you need it. He is the one that's going to also take you to heaven to spend eternity with him where there's no more hate. There's no more violence. There is no more sickness. Now tell me, how how is that wrong? How is that bad? Well, that's a good question. 
I don't think anybody actually knows the answer to that question. But um, we're going to take a short break here, and we'll get back to this discussion and uh, uh, continue on with our podcast, okay? Give us a minute. One day when heaven was filled with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is he The word became flesh and the light shined among Glory revealed, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. Wonderful day, my 
my sins far away. Rising, he justified, freely forever. One day he's coming on glorious day, oh glorious day. Welcome back here. I am your host Donnie and live with my lovely wife Sandy and this is You Got This with Sandy and Donnie. We were having a discussion about the truth and seeking the truth out and letting people know of that truth. See God is our Lord and Savior and he sent his only son Jesus Christ down here to forgive us of our sins or to take our punishment for our sins. So we have a way out because you know as well as I do, we mankind there was no way we're going to get to heaven without Jesus giving us our way out. And that's what Jesus was, was our way out. He was destined to die on the cross for the love of all mankind. And people just don't seem to want to believe that. I mean, we get the people on the left trashing us and yelling at us. And they're saying that we hate them because we don't like the way they live. Well, it's not exactly the fact that we don't like the way they live. Although I sure as hell don't believe in what they're doing. But, uh. It's just that they're going against what God's commandment is. And all we have to do is just uh, share the message of God. And that's not always easy because they're never going to be receptive to the message. They're never going to be. But you also just can't go up there and start a fight with them. And that's where this particular conversation is going to talk about. Is that we have the right to fight back. It just depends on how we choose to do it. What is the right way to fight back or what is the wrong way to fight back. And we also have the right to protect ourselves from what they do. Which means if they start yelling at us, we have the right to defend ourselves. But how exactly do we do it and how do we do it the right way? Some people want to use their fist. Well, that's not going to work because you're going to, those two are going to get into a fight and they're going to say, oh, that's not Jesus' way. Well, how exactly do we do it? We have to sometimes we have to get the discussion, or if it gets heated, walk away. Yes, the Lord says turn the other cheek, and He also says that we're supposed to walk in love. He says that love is not rude, love keeps no record of wrongs. He tells us to forgive. So, our fighting back may come differently than the world standards of fighting back. We stand on our faith, but he also says not to have anything to do with foolish arguments in the Bible. And Satan loves to do that to cause division, and he loves to do that to make Christians look bad. So you also have to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's our helper. The Holy Spirit's going to let you know when you need to take a stand for your faith, and he's also going to give you that as if you feel someone in your heart just pushing you back physically. That's the Holy Spirit telling you to zip it and walk away but you can stand up for your faith and there are times when you can and when you should and don't try to figure it all out let the Holy Spirit guide you the truth is Jesus is our Lord and Savior the truth is he died on the cross so we can have an eternity in heaven how is that wrong how is that not love and the truth is, 
we don't have to clean ourselves up and we don't expect anybody else to. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's called sanctification and it's a daily process. We are to love people to Christ. We're to share our testimony and he is the one to change them day by day. And I've got uh, uh, another uh, fact to add for the truth discussion and fighting back. You, we all remember the baker who refused to bake a cake for two homosexuals in West Washington, I think it was. And they were they took that case all the way to the Supreme Court because they felt that he was hating on them. He didn't want to, because uh, they didn't want to bake a cake for a homo couple. Well, that guy won the fight. Now there's another one going on right now in Michigan, I think it is. I just read that on Fox, uh, a Fox News feed, is that there's this couple of farmers in Michigan and they actually do a farmer's market on the weekends selling their fresh produce. Well, the city refused to allow them to participate in the farmer's market on the weekends, all because they refused to allow a gay couple to get married on their property. Now, that just makes no sense to me. It's like they have no right to allow people on the property that they don't want to be there. Well, guess what? It's their property. Whether they like it or whether they don't. The city has nothing to do with what goes on on their private matters and not to allow certain people on the property. They're a Catholic couple. They're a Catholic couple that didn't allow two gay people to get married on their property, even though it's their property. And that's what we're talking about here. Satan is given getting to the world and he is having a heyday doing it that people need to wake up people need to read their bibles people need to stand up for their faith because he has blinded the minds as we said in that verse earlier this god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they can't see so they don't know the truth and we as believers we need to stand up and we need to keep speaking it because one of these days God says that his word does not return void you could find that in Isaiah 55 that means every seed that you plant for the Lord he's going to have someone else come along and water it he's going to make it grow if no one witnesses how is anyone going to get help how is the truth going to get out there if everyone just sits back in their easy chair and goes about their own life when God gave us all that command in Matthew 28 go ye into all the world and make disciples of all nations okay can you, if you've read anything about the Old Testament when he was delivering the Israelites from bondage did he pick them up and plant them in their promised land no. They had to fight on the way against their enemies. They had to fight. They had to go up against them in battle. That's what we're doing. We may not be going up against them in swords, but our sword is the Word of God. Our sword is on our knees. Have you ever watched War Room? You really need to do that. Our sword is our mouth when we give God praise. Our sword is the love that we show our fellow man. We need to fight the battle. 
we need to speak the truth and we need to listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides us. But we need to stand up for what is right. We need to stand up for truth because Christianity isn't hatred. Christianity is saving lives. Christianity is love, not hate. Is loving how when it says in the word to love your neighbor as yourself now how is that hate when you show kindness when you give out of yourself whether it's time possessions or money to help those in need that's what the Bible tells us to do tell me friends how is that hate if you were to run into a burning building and you see someone in there that don't know the way out but you do would you Donnie be afraid that they might think you're a Mr. Know-it-all and not do it? Or would you show them the way out because you do know the way out? Well, it would be pretty obvious I'll go in there and help them show the way out. And that's what we're talking about here, people, is fighting the battle for truth. And I think we all need to show the support to these people that I mentioned earlier that are literally fighting a battle for their faith and their right to work in Michigan and we need to uh, you can find the article on Fox News and it's going to be a pretty interesting outcome of what's going to happen with that and so we just need to be there and support these people who are fighting literally for their livelihood and the right to work and the right to actually worship and be able to do what they would need to do for the Lord so we need to give them all the support we can give them for that and um, and just a fight for Jesus in every way we can because this world needs to honor our Father and our Lord and Savior and keep on fighting for what's right. And we gave you a couple examples of fighting, and which is not with our fists, but with our words and with uh, the love and kindness that we need to show them. This world is fallen. And do we want all that killing? Do we want all that greed? Do we want all the violence and the abuse? Do we want all the sickness in the world in eternity? That's why we have to make a decision here before we leave this world because eternity is forever. God doesn't want that in heaven. He wants love. He wants kindness in there. And I don't know about you, but I do too because I'm sick of seeing it here. So I don't want it to follow me to heaven. God loved us so much that he knew the way it would be. He knows that humanity, our flesh, is weak. So he knew already that he would have to send his son, Jesus Christ. All through the Old Testament, it is symbolizing and foreshadowing Jesus Christ. The tabernacle that they built is a symbol of Jesus Christ himself. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's love. Romans 5 verse 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, would you know somebody else who was doing something against you and maybe came up and killed your son? Would you go and take the punishment for that person who did it? No. Most people on earth wouldn't do that. God did he took that punishment that, that rightfully belongs to us. He took it upon himself. Would you like to receive him if you're listening and you aren't? 
and maybe some clarity is truth is open your eyes that Jesus really is love and that's what he's offering he's offering love would you like to receive him today Romans 10 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead then you will be saved for with your heart you believe and are justified and with your mouth you confess and are saved you know it is that easy he did the work. He did the hard work. He did the painful work. And all we have to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That He came and He died on the cross for our sins. We need to ask Him for forgiveness. And ask Him to come in, into our heart. And He will send the Holy Spirit into your heart. He really is love. He is peace. He will give your soul rest where you have to stop have that fighting going on inside of you. You have a war going on inside of you where you just feel like something's missing. We all have that God-shaped hole in our heart and it can't be filled by anything temporary. You know, temporary peace in a bottle or something that you smoke or snort or swallow. It's just going to wear off and the effects may have caused you to lose your family and your job. And then you're going to be without the money that you used to spend it on. But God's peace is eternal. It doesn't go away. It doesn't cost us anything. All we have to do is say that we believe and receive. He did all the work. He did all the painful stuff. Well, that's right. So I think we're going to get ready to close here. But we're going to offer a prayer. And we'll close out after the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, for all those that are listening, open their eyes. If they're still not sure, if they still don't understand, if they're still upside down in their beliefs, the people in the world, I ask you show them truth. I ask you open their eyes and I ask you open their ears that they may hear and their hearts and their minds so they can understand and know and believe. And Lord, if there's one out there that is ready to believe, is ready to receive you, Lord, we're going to pray right now. And listeners, pray along with me. And if you see, say this prayer wholeheartedly and sincerely, then you'll be saved and born again. As today is your, will be your spiritual birthday. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you did send Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I believe that he is your son. And I want to ask him to forgive me of all my sins. And you know in your heart, listeners, what they are. And offer them up to him. And I'm asking you to forgive me for them, Lord. And I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life and to come into my heart. Wash me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me in the ways that I should go all the days of my life. And I ask this in Jesus' name. If you did that, please get into a church and please start reading the Bible because that's how you get to know him. And start in the Gospels because you got to know who Jesus is before you can know the symbolism of what they talk about in the Old Testament. And find a good church, one that preaches the whole Bible front to back. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so is his word. And, and let that pastor know, hey, I just received Jesus. And they will help you. They will lead you. They will guide you. They will get you into study groups within that church. 
And if you did just pray with us, we have a book we want to give you to help you in the same way. And it's free. Visit us on our website, yournewlifeministries.org. And visit the Contact Us page and fill that out and let us know you just prayed with us and you want to receive that book. And please, in the message section, please be sure to receive, uh, to put down your address so we can send that book to you. But we also want to pray for those who are hurting, those who need healed. And we want to pray for those people who, and not just in Michigan, but people all over the world who are being oppressed for standing their faith. Yeah. That is correct. And we could pray for them right now. Jesus Christ, I ask you to be with those people that are struggling with the world and are trying to keep their faith alive and fighting for their faith and fighting for allowed to worship their faith. And I ask you to be with them and be with everybody in this world, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this segment. And, hey, drop us a line. Go to our website, yournewlifeministries.org. Visit the Contact Us page or email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org. If you have a topic you'd like for us to share and talk about, please let us know. Or if you've had your you got this moment, then, hey, let us know that too. And if we have a prayer request, please let us know so we can be praying for you. And watch us on YouTube and subscribe to us. Like us on Facebook, Your New Life Ministries, LLC. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So follow us all there and just let us know if you want us to have a specific show that you want us to do. And uh, please join in next time and subscribe to our podcast and, like my lovely wife said, on our YouTube channel at Your New Life Ministries, LLC. We'll talk at you next time. And so you know you got this. When you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, people.